0: Hello, film friends, friends of film, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Film Folklore Podcast. I am Jed Props, and I am joined today by Zoe Props. Hey. And the funk master, Justin Sound. Hello. We are missing Joe and Chris today. Uh, Those guys are missing out because I have a mini game that I uh, came up with that I'm going to play with uh, Justin and Zoe here. Um, The idea, I guess let's call it Find the Fake Title. And uh, I'm gonna give y'all a genre and three movie titles and y'all have to get, guess which title is fake. And since we're recording right before Halloween, I thought to, even though this was, it'll release way after Halloween, but who cares, um, I thought to go with uh, horror titles for this. Um, you guys ready to play? Lay it on me, lay it All right, all right. The horror. All right, all right, all right. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, Movie. That's not a horror movie. Well, it is if you with think the right about the soundtrack. rapiness of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, with the right soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, Matthew McConaughey is creepy as hell yeah. in that. I yeah. get older
0: and they stay the same age. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh my God. Now, now it's in my head. Party at the tower. Two kicks Be there. Be square. Um. All right. So, um, here's the titles. The first one is Attack of the Killer Manatee. The second one is. Please don't eat my mother. And the third one is The Day The Pussy Growled.
1: Am I is it, okay, so what's the story here is one one, real? Is, fake, one are is fake, two is fake, two is fake.
0: You got to find the fake. It's almost like a Price is Right game but with movie titles.
1: I'm uh, uh I'm going to go with Manatee is fake because the pussy one sounds so stupid and made up <laughs> that there's no way that it is. Um, so I'm going to go with manatee.
0: Okay, all right, Justin. I, I kind of agree. I've, I feel like the pussy one could probably be some kind of um, what do they call it? That that grind grind grindhouse style. Oh, kind yeah. of horror film. Mm-hmm. 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 So yeah, you know, so
1: what was the other one? Please, something about a mom. Please don't eat. Please don't, my mother. don't
0: eat my mother. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs>
1: not a question.
0: <laughs> oh, that that's not a question. That's the fake one. <laughs> they didn't put a question mark behind it. It's got an exclamation point. Um, all right. Well, I will reveal for you guys. Um, I, I should say I was very good at the board game Balderdash. Uh, the answer is The Day the Pussy Growled. God damn is it. the fake title. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, the
1: dumbest one. Yeah, yes. I'm going, going for the obvious dumb. one. So, so
0: to, <laughs> to start with Attack of the Killer Manatee, this is a real movie. What would y'all guess outside of the obvious, a killer manatee?
1: Hmm, it's I. I want to say that it's basically Free Willy, <laughs> but his like <laughs> evil <laughs> cousin, <laughs> or Free Willy gone bad, and it's a sequel. Uh, it's, you know, <laughs> Free Willy was his origin story, and then the next one is Attack of. Uh, attack of him i don't I th- think he's a I, manatee though but you know whatever i don't know my fish
0: groups <laughs> i don't know my fish too good
1: <laughs> no. uh, i think it's a
0: i think it's a, a documentary on sea world oh my god that would be great too um it oh, it, it it has all the like horror tropes so this is the synopsis from imdb uh the internet movie database for anyone that doesn't know it great resource if you love film all right so the plot of this says Teens, of course, because teens are always getting murdered. Teens on a camping trip find the old road to a boat ramp has been mysteriously removed. They trek through the woods until they find where the road picks up again. When they get to the end of the line, they find a nuclear power plant now stands in the once pristine wetlands. They boat out to their island campsite. Strange and mysterious things begin to happen as one by one teens meet their fate
1: manateens man, man- <laughs> that's
0: what shit holy shit <laughs> uh zoe's zoe just go straight to producing
1: yeah that's the, one. that's the one
0: um all right so um just trying to have a little fun everybody i hope you enjoy that we're gonna do it every now and then um And uh, I also uh, needed a a, a little bit of a segue. So um, a lot of low-budget horror movies have very creative art departments because they have to do a lot of work with very little typically. And um, do you know why I said that?
1: What?
0: That's because we have our first art rep here. That's right. That's my segue. And without further ado...
1: (laughs) So I'm like,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's welcome Rachel Art. Rachel, welcome.
1: Welcome, Rachel.
0: Rachel, hi. We're so happy to have you here. Um, uh, so you're an art department coordinator.
2: I, I sometimes, yeah.
0: And uh, and that is what you're here to talk about, and and yourself, of course, as well. So uh before we get into all of that uh let's talk a little bit about uh growing up in your in your rear in years were you a uh, film TV buff were you a film nerd kid or
2: Yes I was not an art person I was a film TV person definitely a film TV buff from a, a very young age I I think my mom loved telling the story she took me I think I was 7 or 8 and she took me to see Titanic like Six times in the theater, and that's a lot for like a little kid.
0: And that's so, a movie that needed an intermission that did not have an
2: intermission, it did not, but I did not care. I was glued, and <laughs> she was like, Here, she was like, Here's this kid, and this kid just you know, with not a great attention span, is just like locked into this this really, really long kind of adult movie. Leonardo DiCaprio helped, um, but yeah, you know, come on. yeah, but um, yeah, ever since then, I basically was hooked and yeah
0: when um uh well since you said titanic you reminded me we went to a crowded theater a group of friends and the only seats available were the front row far left so that was my first experience Ooh. watching titanic
1: oh my gosh
0: <laughs> i kind of hated titanic for a while because of that oh i'm sure and it was really the fact that like um, i watched it from a weird angle and your neck is just stuck in a weird position because that sadly is before all the fun seating kind of came into the movie theater so that was the old school seating and um, it was like the very early version of the stadium seating, and uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. So thanks for uh, reminding me of that. Um,
1: you're <laughs> Got it. You, you, yeah. You you're sunk. Welcome. She didn't. Oh, I see what you <laughs> did there.
0: I see what you did there. Um, so, uh, uh, Rachel, when you um, when you were getting into your adult years, and um, when you're going to school, were you a film school person, or were you? kind of pursuing a different career. Did you how did you get into the industry?
2: So basically throughout high school I I really just loved everything film and I we didn't really have like a film like club or anything at my high school. So alternatively I decided to like go the theater route, which was a little hard for me because I love like the whole aspect of acting, but I can be oddly shy. I know it's a big surprise. Um, Rachel's a very shy. <laughs> I'm really not, but I it's it's so like acting on stage and things like that is totally different. Like you can be really, really outgoing and then it's like, but being thrown into theater, it's like, what? No, this is not the same. So I did start doing some theater and I got into a little bit of acting in high school and I really ended up loving it. And so I actually for what's the, forgo? I foregone? I
0: you you forewent. <laughs> I forewent.
2: Maybe forewent is right. Um, I decided to bypass college also because Katrina happened my sophomore year of high school, and I just wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, yeah. Um, you had
0: kind of a... A bonkers high school. Yeah,
2: I had a bonkers high school, bonkers life. Uh, <laughs> so it was just sort of it, lots of trauma. Um, and so I just <laughs> wanted to, lots of trauma. So yeah, um, I'm laughing. At yeah, it's cool. It's funny now. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I part of me was just like, I want to get the hell out of here. And so I decided to move to New York and I did some theater schooling there um but it, new york was really hard as it's, it's literally that's like the number one stamp everybody knows that
0: at least the accents are similar you know, you, you can. yeah
2: I fit, I fit right in no, I'm yeah, no. <laughs> well that's the thing though everybody who's in new york is not from there so oh, that's true too like yeah. uh, you know i'm very much very i i don't think i hardly met like a actual new yorker it was a lot of i'm from vermont yeah and i'm from maine and i'm from virginia and things like that um i
0: guess they're on northern jersey now huh it's like all new york people that used to be new york people oh
2: i did i did work with an older guy um from yonkers and i think that's as close (laughs) as i got mark del betty i miss (laughs) i miss you bud um he was great uh I don't know why I still remember his entire name um <laughs> um but Yonkers helps that's just yeah. Yonkers. that's just funny he used you know? to always like he used to just be like Yonkers is the best and we were like okay Mark Bonkers
1: mm. at Yonkers Bonkers mm-hmm. and Yonkers <laughs> um
0: when that, that, that's a good porn ha- title w- well <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes sure why
0: not uh bonking and yonking well i don't know no, bonking
1: and, and yonkers, and yonkers. <laughs> yeah. let's keep it
2: classy here <laughs> no i feel like it would be boinking and bonking and yonkers yeah. Yeah. but the rhymes gone then yeah there's
0: there's nothing classy in the film industry let's be clear to people Seriously. listening that your your idea of the silver screen or something like that is long
2: but dead. we need to dismay the this fact that everybody story. thinks we're You're all right. child abusers well, speak for yourself.
1: I mean, uh, <laughs> fuck them, kids. <laughs> elder abuse. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm more into elder abuse. So, uh, if I, you know, it's just yeah. my bag. I mean, I'm not going to judge you. Um, but <laughs> we all have a lot of granny issues. <laughs>
2: um,
1: uh, <laughs> but anyway, you were living in New York. I was living in New
2: York. I stayed there for about a year. I did some acting lessons um classes whatever you want to call it at tvi actor studio i'm pretty sure it's still there um and then after a year my friends back in new orleans uh we had done am we'd started a little theater troupe down here and they were like we're gonna do another show this summer and i was like okay so i came back for the summer and then i was like oh i guess i'll just come back here even though i really don't want to um so yeah that's basically what happened and then um I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to UNO, UNO and- um,
0: University of New Orleans.
2: Yeah, University of New Orleans, you know, <laughs> UNO, I'm
0: um, <laughs> Alma mater, by the way. Yeah.
2: yeah uh, and get my, um, I'll go to film school. And so, because um, I had always wanted to go to film school, but I really was hoping to be able to go to film school up in New York, but it just didn't really pan out. I didn't have the money for it. I wasn't, yeah, it just didn't You
0: do save- York a lot of money going in state. That's,
2: that was my whole plan. I was going to live there for a year and then qualify for in-state tuition at one of the city colleges in New York. Cause New York has a bunch of quote city colleges. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're really great. Like, I would never be able to afford like NYU, NYU or yeah. anything like that. But I was hoping for something, something. Yeah. Mm. Um, just to get out of New Orleans. I love New Orleans, but it was just, uh, you know, Katrina trauma. I just wanted yeah. to get out. Um, so I came back and I um, got my, was it a BFA? No. A BA. BA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there was nothing fine about my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeet that F. And <laughs> I got a BA and I was a film major. And yeah, I, uh, I got my degree in Now,
0: film. W- uh, when I was at UNO, uh, part of grad- graduating, you had to do a mandatory uh, internship. Was that still a thing there? No. That's a bummer. Because that, that, that is literally what got me to where I am now, like I went and worked for a commercial production company and James Rock, shout out to Rock, I worked with him on a Zattern's commercial. Then Runaway Jury, I came on as a background extra and saw him and I said, do you remember me from the Zattern's commercial? And he said, yeah, and I was like, do you need any help? And he was like, yeah, sure, what's your number? And that was it, and so then that's how I got in. So I, I say that to say it's a shame because that's a very important thing that I I feel like should I'll 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 call you and I'll make
2: this (laughs) no it's totally it totally is a shame but um I'm not gonna blame you, you know for that because again big old bummer as I was in the last two or three years of my by the way I was there for five years um it was an accident. Hey, uh, five
0: years is the average now. I know it is. That's not.
2: <laughs> so this is really stupid. I think you have to have like a, let's, um, this is not the correct figure, so don't come for me, but I think it's like you, in order to graduate, graduate with a um, bachelor's, you have to have like what, like 130 hundred thirty hours of credit, something weird. Something around that ballpark. Uh, I had like
0: fifty more
2: hours because I just really loved going to class and I just I just took a bunch of electives and just I didn't realize you actually had to apply to graduate. I thought they would just send you a letter being like, You're done. I would assume the not. same thing. It yeah. is not what happens. Yeah, what happens. You in high school. Yeah, you tell me, you know, I don't.
0: Now they'll um, take your money as long as... Yeah. Exactly. As long as <laughs> <better than laughs> like you just yeah. show up at the bursar one day and you're like, hey, I, you know, I've been here for about a decade now. Yeah. And, uh,
1: I am now 75 I, years yeah, old. I have yeah. 300
0: credits. When do I graduate? Those
1: yeah. are real <laughs> child abusers yeah. and elder abusers. You're and right. elder abusers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: so
2: yeah, I graduated summer of 2015, um, from, you know,
0: that's cool. And what was your, what was your d- degree focus, uh, with the BA? Was it just BA film?
2: So it was a, yeah. It was, so it's a BA, but you had to choose a major and mm-hmm. my major was film. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, cause th- th- UNO was already like the unofficial film school when. Yeah, we there. had a great film program. Right, but it was just drama communications at the time. And then later it became drama communications film. So, like, technically, I have a theater degree. Uh, yeah. But the bulk of my classes were film classes. So, it, later when they officially stamped the film thing on it, it was it, really nothing had changed. The classes were already there. They just added to the degree itself, which they should have done like probably 15 years earlier.
2: Yeah. And then when I was there, uh, the communications part got basically taken out. Right, it was weird
0: because that's a dumb degree.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was it was still film theater and communications, but like the actual communications part was like more of a title. It didn't have any merit to it. It was kind of it weird.
0: was a step up from general studies. Yeah, like like yes. it's so hard to like what kind of job would you get with a communications degree because it was so generic and broad.
1: PR. Oh, yeah. I don't know, sure. that's the only thing I can not, actually think you know. of.
0: Mm-hmm. But I mean you, you could be a news broadcaster. I was about to say you nude broadcaster
2: be a... or anything. But and that's he what... a
0: nude broadcaster? She did, yes.
2: Did I? <laughs> um you know that is a thing. I, think I that's be... in oh, hey, sex work is real work, man. <laughs>
0: it's a more popular than newscasters
2: now. <laughs> yeah. <Nude> casters.
0: <laughs> I mean I would now be I'm just thinking of news.
2: casting like fishing and I just think people naked fly fishing in some <laughs> Or they're catching nude people.
0: I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, this is derailing because now all I can think of is uh, naked fly fishing, but he still has waders on. Yes! Yeah, well, you gotta, <laughs> you know,
2: protect the goods. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Right, get so hypothermia in there.
0: So, um, when did you make the decision that you wanted to try and get your foot in the door uh, into the industry?
2: Uh, so, after I graduated, we're going to get into some personal business now. Um, but I'm going to go very lightly. After I graduated from UNO, I was just tired. Um, and so I basically just waited tables and didn't do anything other than that for like a year. Yeah. And I, you know being in the service industry and stuff like that i basically just drank my face off a lot
0: um that's called your 20s
2: yeah it could be <laughs> my 20s it could be depression it could be a lot of things um it in my case it was full blown alcoholism and <laughs> i it's got easy
1: to get sucked into that in the service industry yeah it oh, really is especially in new orleans but
2: everywhere the service industry definitely along with the film industry like there's a lot of issues with substance abuse and things like that. And yeah, I, uh so I got sober in 2017. So about two years after graduating college. And then that's when I had this whole like, oh, I'm not doing anything with my life. Wait, I'm not drinking my face off. I have hopes and dreams. I forgot <laughs> about those. And so that's when I was like, I need to, you know, try to work in film. Um that's what I wanted to do my whole life. That's what I got my degree for and stuff like that. So This adds up? Yep. Yeah. Um so it is crucial otherwise it would be like, what she just decided to like chill out for a few years so yeah and then I um so I had a lot of um a lot of friends and acquaintances from UNO and a lot of them were working in like film and television and that's another great part of social media and Facebook and things like that I was able to like reach out to old classmates and stuff and One of my favorite old classmates, uh, Rebecca Lorea. Shout out. Shout out. I think I just shot her random DM and was like, hey, if you know of anything, anything at all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's always the beginning. Anything at
2: all. (laughs) I am here.
0: I will scrub.
2: I will scrub the the toilet. The PMO. (laughs) Yeah, the PMO. Um, I will scrub the PMO. For anyone listening. Yeah. (laughs) I will scrub the PMO. I will do whatever, and she was working on a TV show called Claws at the time, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I believe she she was in the payroll department, and she randomly, um, she didn't randomly, uh, the they were going on to their third season, and the production office, Kate Giddings was the...
0: Production supervisor.
2: Yeah, she was. Well, here's the thing. Here's why I hesitate, because all the titles have changed. Yes. Because it was first it was production office coordinator. Yeah, the POC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, POC, which is a very odd acronym for that job because it is not a person of color. Um, oh
0: god, I've never even thought of it. <laughs> that's
2: how I remember it because I'm like, this is weird. Um but so my
0: favorite Poc is a person of color.
2: Well, yeah, that would be great if you <laughs> had to be a person of color to that I, job. I know. Wow.
0: Yeah. I so you, so
2: everything's kind of changed, but she she ran the production office, and so I gave my resume to Rebecca. She passed it along, and Kate was really nice. She called me. We talked. She was like, "You sound great. I love you, but I just need somebody with more experience because I hadn't had anything right. besides like film school." And then somehow, some way my resume which wasn't a resume it had nothing on it got um land, landed in the uh the lap of kelly mills who okay. was the Shout art department kelly coordinator mills. on clause and she needed a pa a production assistant in the art department and i got the job
0: Yep, entry-level art department job is the art pa
2: yep no art bra- background at all i think she was like "You're a warm body um, Kelly's also very Kelly like me has a service industry background and so I think that was another reason she hired me as well because she um, she knew that if you had a you know service industry and I, I'm the same way I, it, like if you're able to hold down a service industry job you're you fit pretty well into film because it's long grueling hours yeah. um, you've
0: been in similar trenches
2: exactly it's yeah. a very similar trench yeah. um, and latrine you're like, yeah. if you will
1: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Think, on, think on your feet and all that. Yeah. Transferable skills.
2: Um, yeah. People treat you like
1: absolute yeah. garbage and you just having to smile.
0: Yep. Which, oh, uh, this reminds me. Um, there's always a fun, I love when things are like subtle clues, but a lot of times you'll see somebody grabbing things to hold uh in our industry and you can tell when they were a server <laughs> and so it's it's one of those like unspoken things where you're like going oh they waited tables oh yeah like look at how they're putting the plates on their arm yeah yep. <laughs> like, you can
1: tell when they can't i worked with a kid who oh. was very young and you know we had a big <laughs> right. food scene in a bar right you, you know what i mean and we're we're rocking and rolling we're pro- we're, we're breaking it down mm. and i'm watching this kid hold two things um, <laughs> yeah. um like, well and then you never you
2: work in restaurant everything it's okay yeah. it's okay if you haven't yeah. it totally is it is just something, no, absolutely yeah. But, yeah
1: but you can tell it's, but here in new orleans actually cause actually
2: cause, yeah because props yeah. handles a lot of well it, for those listening who do not know props is the food and the food and drink people yeah. um mm-hmm. and like the, waiting for the that. actors
0: and like waiting tables you can't just put your fingers in the drinks and carry them that way so you have to know how to carry yeah because
2: people are They're actually drinking them. out yeah. of yeah. these things and yeah. stuff so right. um it would be great if you could just
0: oh, this is background they can finger, and
2: i do that when i clear tables no i don't i'm joking mm-hmm. i would love i always get that urge to do it and then i'm like then i'm gonna have to wash my Again for the eighty seventh time during this shift. By the way, because of the situation we are in with the strikes, I'm back to waiting tables. Yeah, yeah.
0: this is twenty twenty three.
1: So me too. We're all back in this. Yeah, and
0: (laughs) not me. I'm on a faith based film. Yay.
2: Congratulations, I prefer waiting tables. Um,
0: yeah. To Jesus. Yeah, 10, <laughs> ten months with no film Jesus. work and that's all I can get right now. But you take what you can get, so.
2: Some people would call that divine intervention, Jed.
0: Oh.
2: Um, um, not yeah. me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you got in the art department, you're working mm-hmm. with Kelly, you're, uh, you're getting to see the window to the art department coordinator. And then eventually you make the leap to the art department coordinator.
2: Yeah, so that was extremely interesting. So it was my first ever show. I had no idea how anything worked. So Kelly was the art department coordinator. And then Kristen Leckie was our art director.
0: Shout out, Kristen.
2: Yep. And then we had Sharon Lamofsky was our production designer. She also production designed bring it on Whoa. um when we all found that out we all freaked and fangirled um and <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then were there
0: dance-offs oh, i wish <laughs> no it wasn't that fun
2: um oh and then twig Levesque was our um twig twiggy twiggles um was our graphic designer and yes. so that was basically the makeup of the office. And basically, I wouldn't even I would say about halfway, maybe less than halfway through the show, the the assistant art director got a job either art directing or production designing something. Mm. So he decided to leave. And I believe because Kelly, the art department coordinator had been working there for a while i think there was just a consensus that they were going to bump her up to assistant art director which meant that they needed a new art department coordinator and you
0: you, you leaped on on your literal first show yes that's crazy that's rare
2: it was well so because we are in a union and it was a union show they did their due diligence because i think they were like ooh. That's, I wasn't really in question. I I don't really know. I didn't make the decision, Mm. but, um, basically they brought in a few people, they interviewed a few people, um, and for one reason or another, uh, they still didn't have an art department coordinator after like a week or something like that. And at first I was like, oh God, I don't want that job. I, this is my first ever job in film. What the hell? Um, and then after a while, the um, that little that little fire in me was like, but I I want to be chosen. I want to be picked. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then I was like, dang, like I okay, yeah, like um, some more money would be great. And, yeah, your
0: paycheck essentially doubles.
2: Oh like, yeah. yeah, like because here's the thing, like uh, PA's. I think I was making like ten or eleven dollars an hour. Um, not drinking helped. Like yeah. I, you know, I didn't spend any money on booze, so it, you know, it was fine. But um, yeah, after a while, finally, so I, I think I, I'd, I'd done, um, I'd done a a good thing. We had, uh, basically, and this is just like a classic art department story. We had purchased some, um, flooring that was going to come in for a very specific scene and it's basically a scene where someone gets murdered and dragged across this floor and so there's going to be a giant blood smear and the director was adamant about having there be like this particular type of color so kelly had bought it like two weeks ago or something like that and it just still was not in and we were shooting that scene that day and we were tracking it and tracking it and it was like nearby it was in the state
0: it's a miserable
2: yeah and this is just constantly what happens in the art department and so i was able to track the exact location of this flooring and then finally i mean we're on like the this is so, so glamorous. People are going to be like, oh, you work in the art department. It's got to be so cool. Mm-hmm. I finally found like the shipping facility that this thing was in out in St. Rose, I think, which is like past yeah. Esther Hand. Yeah. And so I finally find out where it is. We've got less than two hours before this thing shoots. And so Sharon like throws her keys to me and she was like, go get it. And so I'm like halfway out the door, like running to go throw this flooring in the back of our production designer's car before they shut this facility down and i get there like within five minutes of them doing it they throw it in the back of my car and then we make the scene, and the director has his flooring that he likes, and, he, um, and
0: he'll never know. He'll
2: never know the mm-hmm.
0: absolute stress and time taken off of so many people's lives because a shipping company could not deliver something on time when they literally have one job. Yeah, like <laughs> um, it's to deliver, and when you pay for it to be delivered, exactly. Um, so,
2: so basically, I think they were like, "Okay, she was able to do that, sure." Yeah. Let's make her the art department coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> and and before that, it, you were you were still PA. I was a PA. Right? Art, I was my PA. main job was getting lunch. Yeah, that was the job. Oh, that's dope, though. That yeah. You, yeah, yeah. So I very quickly was thrown to the wolves. Um, it was. I'm very thankful for the experience, but it was extremely harrowing because not. It was my first job in the art department, right. Or in any TV show right. or film. Um, so I lasted, I didn't get fired, even though I'm sure they wanted to many, many a time. Um uh yeah, and we finished up the season and uh yeah.
0: So uh why don't you speak a little bit to um I guess like a summary of what the art department coordinator does.
2: So basically the art department coordinator, when people ask me what I do, I basically say that I am the office manager. For mm. the art department. That's kind of the easiest way I can like real world summarize and, it. I used to say uh,
0: mm. nervous center. I mean, that's basically the same.
2: Yeah, like I'm the nucleus. I'm not that important though. Um, but again, yeah, you are. Because, you are
0: because you're doing everything that everyone else in the art department doesn't want to do. Yeah.
2: When it, <laughs> it, when it comes to like actual tactical stuff, yes. Mm. Because everybody else is supposed to be concentrating yes. on the creative side. So I have to be like the actual mechanics of things so i'm responsible basically for setting up the office getting all of our the art department uses you know we're the art department we use a lot of printers
0: uh
2: lots of lots of pictures a lot Um, of money
0: spent on ink
2: yes lots of ink and lots of paper um so we have these large format printers called plotters I have to order that. I have to get all the right paper, all the right ink, all that good stuff. Copiers, all the ink, all the paper for that. Um, Accounting. Yeah, and then the whole accounting thing, that's, yeah, I'm basically the accountant for our specific department. And then also just like the really boring things of like, you know, making sure we have furniture in our office. Right, mm. um, drafting tables are a big thing. Every single time I work in an art department, someone either either the production designer or somebody is like, "I have to have a drafting table," and they never. Use it.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that's true. It's so annoying. So true. They um, need to know it's there.
2: It's like they want <laughs> yeah, people exactly. to know that, you know, fancy drawings are happening, but they're that's, not. You know, I will say Sharon definitely used hers, but there's been many times where I've worked in the department and it's just everything is just on computers now. Yeah. And so there's just less not and a whole less lot of hand
0: drafting going Yeah. On. Lots of less. It is a dying art.
2: Yeah. And so if people listening are like, what the F is hand drafting? So, in the art department, you have a number of different um, people doing specific jobs. But one of them, the really important one, is a set designer. And they're basically the architect for the person who draws up the plans to build sets.
0: Yeah. When you think about an architect's plans, I mean, basically. Exactly. It's, it's like just, blueprints. It's, yeah. Think of blueprints. Film,
2: That's what we yeah. mean by drawing. So mm-hmm. they're literally... There every day drawing blueprints. And then once the drawings are done and approved by the art director and the production designer, they go off to the construction department. And the art department and construction department work basically hand in hand. And the construction department is you know, they build it. Mm. Um so yeah, basically think of like what's a famous set piece from a movie, I guess. Like um, what was that spinning hallway from that Inception? Okay, so that whole thing was designed by a... Um,
0: An art department.
2: Yes, that's the art department who deals with that. Obviously, yeah. it's weird because Christopher Nolan's Christopher Nolan. but well, The um, director
0: and the writer will maybe have their input on what they're envisioning. Yes, the, the art I have a funny department. story about that. They um, have to bring it to life.
2: Yeah, but the set designer will... Um, oh, and I worked on... Um, I guess it's now called 65, that Adam Driver dinosaur spaceship movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, yeah so
2: we had to design the a statue forest, right? Yeah, we designed uh, the big set piece that we designed in our, we had so many set de- uh I'm blanking. Is it set designer? No. What?
0: Yeah, set designer. You're talking about drafters? Yeah, yeah, drafting? yeah. i
2: just <laughs> throwing so many terms out there, and now I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had like, I think at one point, we probably had like eight set designers, aka architects, on that show designing this very intricate spaceship. Oh, yeah. And then our um, construction department builds it. Uh, I help purchase materials. The construction buyer purchases materials and then the scenics will go in and make it look super pretty and realistic. Um, And that's basically like a a nutshell of what they do. And then of course we have our graphic designer who I also, that's another main purpose of my job. So whenever we, so if you, if you're watching a movie and you see any type of graphic anywhere, Nine times out of ten, it's not original like to the location. It wouldn't be original to a set. Mm-hmm. Sets don't exist. We make them. Right. But to a location, nine times out of ten. Um, we we completely invent them from scratch. We get them manufactured and then we put them up at the location. Yeah, and we, so
0: we should mention that it's the cousin department, the set decoration department. And so it's the set dressers, sometimes swing gang. That's a conversation for another time. But um y'all are handing off to them then they're putting up the decorations on the wall and things of that nature
2: yeah so our department even more closely than the construction department we work hand in hand with the um set decorating and set decorating is literally kind of just what you would think it's putting everything into the space that you don't pick up and walk around with so rugs chairs curtains chandeliers vases sconces so many sconces it really is that's a lighting picture that is uh stationary on the wall that does not move
0: um sometimes (laughs) sometimes you you turn them uh so that the uh hidden door will be revealed uh oh yeah
1: classic bit yeah Yeah. Um, all sets have them
0: yes but in that in that case jed wouldn't that
2: be a prop (laughs)
0: um no and uh actually that's a great question
2: or would that go to um
0: because it's still a sconce it would still be on the wall now there are some decorator type people some art director type people that maybe aren't as seasoned as others and they will be a little too literal well you know they might say like well the actor opens the refrigerator to go rummage in it so the refrigerator is a prop and you're like well it's also a furniture piece it's an appliance
2: this is where I think fights happen. Oh yeah, the because with be that
0: logic, a prop. yeah, every doorknob would be a prop. I,
2: and I feel that like, that like at some point, everybody's going to try to like punt this sconce to um special effects. Yeah. Oh, That's actors right. walk on <laughs> floors. But Maybe if, props an actor, does the floors.
1: if an actor is called to rip the sconce out of the wall, and then have it oh, for and the rest as of your
0: show, yeah. They well, fight. Then it the stunts.
1: stunts. Yeah. Well, no. It's, well, not, it's, yeah, it's a, well prop, a
0: prop. It's a prop, and then you you have uh, yeah. matching rubbers. Yeah, made we make a rubber one for the fights. Yeah. Um, you are all right, talking it's a prop stunts. Now. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a prop. So
2: basically everything is a prop. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes.
2: Um, so yeah, there's all she kinds made me of. So tired.
1: Just. <laughs>
2: <here>. <laughs> so that was definitely a big learning thing. Like on my first show, I was like, "What? You know? There? Because that's the thing. There is no handbook. Um, there's definitely things where everybody can be like no this is props or this is this but there's always gray areas we had a big there was a disagreement on a show I was at and uh, it was whose whose job it was to get the wallpaper (laughs) whose wallpaper gate Um, and here's the thing it varies from region like in New York it is 100 percent set deck hmm. but in other places it's the art department slash construction right and so it's and so when you have like people from new york coming down to like la to work everybody's right. not on the same page and cars
0: yeah down we here
2: should, we have yeah. our own like person for cars but new york it's props
0: yeah we should probably just mention real quickly that um, east coast west coast is sort of how it breaks down if it's really new york la and um here we tend to go with the west coast format and so the picture cars person is an extension of the transportation department props doesn't do anything other than um maybe we put license plates we put a you know put Decals, a computer in a yeah. in a cop car and that kind of stuff yeah. but uh if you're east coast and going by that as rachel's saying then um Props does handle the picture cars. They wrangle the cars. They, I mean, obviously you're staffing a lot more people, but F that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, well, we dealt with it for the first time to Rachel's point on uh, Mike, the Mike Tyson Hulu series we did. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we did part of it in New York.
2: Oh, that was a whole big, d- yeah. yeah, because half of our crew was in New York.
0: Right. So we were kind of going to your point of confusion. The New York, it's it very New Orleans messy. Crew were so
1: did confused. you do picture cars? Was it just like grandfathered in? No, the we, we,
0: was- we were worked in tandem with the New York yeah. props people oh, and um, okay. and yeah it was a interesting experience i i'm to your kind of yuck comment uh, that yeah it's an it's a whole new headache that you normally don't have to deal with so yeah. i i i love the picture cars people yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i um picture cars so and then when it's not a new yorker la thing it somehow becomes an art department thing down here. So we do have what we call a picture cars coordinator. And you would think that that person works in tandem with Transpo. And they do sometimes. But also, depending upon your director, your production designer and stuff, on the last show I worked on, I had to work so incredibly closely. Um, we have this great guy. His name's is Mike um, And he does pretty Shout much... Out Shout what out name? to Mike. He does pretty much all of the cars. I don't think I've worked on a single show where he hasn't handled picture cars.
0: <laughs> there are other guys, but yeah, lately, uh, it coincidentally, because you and I have been on similar yeah. things lately, so. It, it, I don't
2: know if I'd want to, like, I'm sure other people are great, but I just so know how Mike works now. Mm-hmm. That I I don't want to have to figure someone else out
1: because he threw me by saying his last name. I'm like Mike, whatever. It's a good name. And then picture. I'm like, oh, Mike. Picture cars. Mike. Picture cars.
2: I know him by like I love his birth name. Picture cars. Whole name (laughs) (laughs) because people who are not from New Orleans are like, excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) What did you just say? Um, is a very sort of New Orleans name. I think. Um, and so I love just saying that because I feel like I'm like yeah yeah my friend Mike Schlem. Lumbareck. yeah. Um, it's got
0: to be five or six C CNA- and CHTs.
2: Yeah, it is. I could <laughs> yeah, spell it yeah. if you really wanted me to. Um, but yeah, Mike's a great guy. He's an older guy, and he knows his cars. But um, on the last film, one of the last films I worked on, it was a Richard Linkletter uh, film, and that was
0: mm-hmm. ten months ago.
2: Yep, Rick. Rick had. Uh, Rick didn't have a massive. Um, oh, I don't want to use rick and hard on in the same sentence. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> so certain directors have massive hard-ons for I need the car to look exactly like this or I need, you know, he wasn't he was a little bit more relaxed. He he was yeah. like I I want I, I kind of want it to look like this. And so that that's great cuz then, you know, you you have things to work with. We're not like shopping all over Tim Duck 2 for this very rare, very particular type of car that probably doesn't actually exist. Um, and so I was given general notes by that were from Rick given to the art director that were then just given to me. Um, and so I basically had to coordinate with Mike all of the cars, um, for that whole show.
0: The surveillance van, by the way, um, you're gonna love this. Oh God! The surveillance van showed up on the on the show I'm on currently, and we immediately recognized it.
2: Oh, I bet you did.
0: So we sent a picture to uh, <laughs> Bruce, the production designer from uh, the Linklater show. Oh,
2: nice. About. And
0: um and then the, we have a. Did it a, still?
2: Was it still red and painted with plumber on the side, or did it get green? No,
0: it was like that brown. That brown. Seventies, yeah. Looking. But uh, um, it is a different picture. Cars guy on this show and uh i just said to him like oh we that work that just feels
2: wrong to me
0: I, <laughs> i'm i'm, che- sure he's I'm cheating on mike yeah! yeah um but uh uh we told the picture cars guy we're like we we just saw this on the last thing we did which was 10 months ago sadly but um uh and i told him that we'd turn it into a surveillance van and he goes i have like three surveillance vans you know not you all call me i'm like well, technically i didn't know who you were till this show but also i'm not in the art department. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing picture cards. Yeah.
2: Well, here's the thing that, that van was Jimmy rigged to the end of its life. Mm-hmm. So
0: that, it's still, it's still trucking.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, how are we going to round this out to back to the art department? But, um, <laughs> so also when it comes to like the surveillance van that we're talking about, we can't go in a great deal Cause that movie's not out yet, No. but, um, it's a surveillance van and just like any other kind of, vehicle that you would have on a movie a lot of times it's you know it's got some graphics on it and um the art department designs all of that and then we either give it to the scenics to paint on there or one of my favorite things to do is we'll send it to a graphic shop get it get some magnets made (laughs) get um you know some peel and stick vinyl and stuff like that and just slap it onto that car and stuff um yeah as an art department coordinator sometimes I have a tendency as my job, I'll just get things that get left over Mm. and that no one else has time for. So doing like a picture car schedule or things like that um, and doing a breakdown of picture cars happens to be one of them. Um, Our department works very, very closely with what we would call like a third-party vendor. And that's basically because nowadays, I think back in the days of studio systems, way, way back when, like pre- probably 30s and 40s and stuff like big studios like um paramount would have their own graphics like departments mm-hmm. and prop departments where they would build and manufacture things they still do s- to a certain extent they do they still do i think warner brothers has is it warner brothers that has its own like,
0: nbc universal still yeah. has the giant uh, print shop and everything um and um i'm not sure about warner brothers but um Uh, I believe Paramount still does
2: yeah so a few of the big ones still do but things are not just filmed on studio lots in Hollywood we have to outsource a lot of that production which goes to our um, our lovely friends who own uh, graphic shops so a few that we work with locally are uh, Vivid Inc shout out Uptown Graphics shout out um, (laughs) <laughs> hey Linley, he sent me an email not too long ago. I him. Um, uh, then we have OPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have a, we have a number of different um, places that we use, and they're great because we are a whole different beast. If we like send them a graphic, they know we need it quickly.
0: Yeah, and and, and they, they to your point, they're they're familiar with us. Like, yes. they're used to our crazy because that's not
2: how normal graphic shops yeah. work. They're like, hey, we need.
0: If I send 500 you 500 t-shirts this for
2: this event happening in 2 months, that's usually how the world
0: works. The right. world of
2: film and television is totally different and
0: lots of rush fees.
2: Yes. <laughs> um that's why Uptown Graphics nickname is Rushtown Graphics. <laughs> <laughs> um cuz Lindley knows the name of the game. Yeah. And so we they've acclimated to us really really well down here because the film industry has been such a major player in New Orleans for a while now and uh yeah I've worked in other smaller towns and it's like that's just not how things are set up in other places and so when film goes away or is in a lull it hits our friends in these graphic shops yeah. really hard it, and we also have a number of prop houses um all around the Gulf Coast and outside of inside of new orleans and stuff and so um we give them a lot of business and so that's just really good for everyone along with there's just so many other uh, people and places too
0: you're you're bringing up a very good point and um because we need to kind of start winding down but that's um a really solid point that you're bringing up is that coast to coast right now it's not just industry workers that are hurting it's the businesses that also um, uh, prosper um, because of our existence and so that can affect anything from hotel bookings uh, restaurants that you're getting your takeout food for for all your office lunch orders I mean it goes across the board in all the you know various ways that we um, that's been a big um, political fight yeah we have to because we're in Because it's
2: kind of an unstudiable or unrecordable impact, but we being in the business and in New Orleans, New Orleans is such a small, big town, Mm -hmm. so we are able to see it more than I think politicians would, but we see the impact that the business that we're working on brings to no. the city. Because once like things start to shut down or slow down, our graphics companies are emailing us and being like, Hey, what's going on? Like, because they, they do rely on that business and it's so good for them. And it's good for new Orleans. It's good for the new Orleans con- economy. And even I can just think of just all across the board, everybody's like, well, I don't see any of this money. And it's like, but, but you really do. Um and New Orleans sees the money and the state of Louisiana sees the money. Um,
0: I think they all see it. It's just if you're not pro (laughs) film, you're just conveniently and that's fine.
2: You know, it's (laughs) it's fine if you don't really like film. But I think it's kind of undeniable for like people who don't like football, you still want the Super Bowl to come here. Like I, I, you know, it all the hotel also. Mm whenever we work down here it benefits hotels yep. we have to put these actors and this crew someplace it benefits some random places that you would never think of like we film in stadiums sometimes and yeah. like sports places and and things like that we film in random warehouses yeah. that are owned by developers around this city um blaine kern studios yeah. or whatever most
0: they, of our most of the opponents of our industry, and it's not just specific to Louisiana, I would say any state, it's the it's where we're not shooting. So like here in Louisiana, Northeast Louisiana, mm-hmm. you know, Monroe, something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm sorry, Monroe, you're a boring place. No! So we're not shooting there because you don't have a good airport. We're not shooting there because you don't offer a lot of amenities that a place like New Orleans, which by the way, doesn't even get the majority of money from the state coffers which is ridiculous baton rouge does um i hate all of them you Uh, need
2: a certain amount of infrastructure in order to support new orleans
0: has the infrastructure a film
2: or tv show and i'm not saying you need a ton ironically better
0: than the new orleans infrastructure
2: yeah (laughs) but you know obviously i don't like if if you're filming in new york nine times out of ten you're going to film in new york city and not in Yonkers, even though clearly from (laughs) this episode, we love uh, some Yonkers. Did we make a full circle
0: there? Yonkers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but basically that's me in the art department. I do a lot of random stuff. I do not have an art art background. I have a film background. A lot of people um, do have an art background, uh, and some people don't. Some people go in with a graphic design background, a fine art background, a uh, construction background, or a um you know drafting architectural background i've gone from art department coordinator i've had a position as an assistant art director and um so for an art director you don't need a background in that and that's pretty much where i would like to go i'd like to be an art director and then for a production designer basically the head of the art department you do not need like a certain type of qualification for that. I've seen people who have been set designers. I've seen people who have been graphic designers. And then I've seen people like me who have just kind of been, you know, working in the industry and working in that department and learned the ropes and are now yeah. uh, a production design designer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's so. definitely not one path to becoming a production designer.
2: Yeah, definitely not.
0: I would also say, uh, uh also as a former art department coordinator, I don't think there is any training for that job. You you just kind of learn it.
2: Art department coordinator? Yeah. yeah, there is absolutely no training. So It's a very <laughs> It's just a odd a training job. In- yeah, so it's a very kind of That's that's one thing that I have learned and uh, it is a very learn as you go. There are definitely yeah. some things that I would say will aid you. And things that I have learned along the way that have been vital. You have to be generally like pretty computer literate, and when I say that, I just mean like you have to know how to work a computer
0: <laughs> and, and Excel. Yeah, so wanna
2: Excel, um, which also is very easy. Again, I've become I built my own spreadsheets and things like that, my own budgets and stuff, and I was able to do that from a very base knowledge of high school Excel, yeah. and then lots of YouTube. Um, <laughs> and YouTube is your best friend when it comes to certain things like that. So I'm pretty good at Excel now. I've watched a lot of YouTube, lots of Googling formulas and things like that. You need to know how to, you know, use Word. Mm -hmm. that helps and just general computer stuff about like converting certain things into pdfs and jpegs and whatnot and i'm telling you all Mm googleable things yeah and then some. we
0: love google we love google
2: um shout out to google shout out
0: to google this Uh, podcast
2: is sponsored by google (laughs) no it's not Um, one day
0: one day one day (laughs)
2: uh so yeah lots of googling lots of youtubing and then things i have developed along the way that I have found valuable that not everybody needs to do, but I have done one thing. I I work very heavily alongside the accounting department and I am not an accountant. (laughs) And so I finally like just went over there one day and I was like, explain this to me. And if you've ever met an accountant, Oh, they will. They love it. It's like nerd lingo so hard and so they will let you know and so now i feel like i understand the accounting part of things so much better than i'm pretty sure i've worked with people who have no idea what they're actually doing because we have things like purchase orders and check requests and cachet and it's all very you know and a lot of people don't know how any of that works because you're not an accountant but um
0: and it's also it's gotten so bureaucratic i mean that's something that's changed heavily is is the amount of paperwork because our industry has become an accountant's world yep and uh where you also see accountants becoming producers now which is not something you used to see but um part of the thing of that of them like dot in the I i's cross crossing the t so to speak is that the paperwork has gotten insane and so yes. um what's happening i think uh, to several departments not just art but we're we're experiencing a, a bigger workload and a bigger demand for these extra things but you're not getting say the manpower to do it or so, so it's putting a bigger burden on the existing uh departments and so um, we'll we'll get to it on another day, but like this is how we ended up with a set decoration coordinator. Yep. This is why props is begging for a coordinator all the time now. But we just call him a buyer and cheat him into a coordinator position.
2: I literally had a nightmare last night. I just remembered that, it. That
0: now. We hired you as a buyer, and then- that and uh, <laughs> no, this is a big
2: a gripe with Jed. But no, I had a dream last night that we were they were trying to shut down the office. I was on, apparently just on some random show in my dream and it was we were it was our last rap day and I was like, I haven't done any cachet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you had a work nightmare.
2: Yeah, oh, I had a work nightmare. Yeah. It's so funny They're you so saying stressful. that just yeah. reminded me. Oof. So cache is basically, um we use credit cards to buy a lot of stuff yeah. and but our you have P to go in cards. and you have to reconcile stuff and basically you have to have receipts for everything, mm. but it sounds sort of easy, but it, it's you have kind to of
0: upload the receipts. Yeah. It's
2: a very arduous process. And so I had a dream that I had worked an entire show last night and didn't do a single bit of cache. Oh and I remember thinking, how has no one come to me and be like, <laughs> where is your cache? Cause usually you have to turn it in at a certain time every week and stuff. Yeah. And so that is another massive part of my job. I have to do all of that accounting paperwork.
0: Cause that's how they're reconciling the cards to clear off. Uh, charges on the card so that you can keep buying. Yeah, is, is I can't the just theory. run up a giant. Yeah, exactly. You know. there's, a, there's a limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, there? <laughs> yeah. Well, Rachel, um, thank you so much for coming in today. Before we get out of here, um want to ask you, uh, just for anyone listening, what kind of uh, advice or wisdom would you like to impart? It could be good or bad, um, uh, but just, you know, could be for people interested in getting into the industry, or just curious uh, people that like our trivial behind-the-scenes world, or you know whoever you want to speak to.
1: Um,
2: I guess I will say God, my brain went completely blank. <laughs> <laughs> so the advice I would give—I think I'm just gonna be more direct. The advice I would give to somebody who really, really wants to work in film. Um, you can go to college if you want to, absolutely. Um, if especially if you know exactly where you want to work. Um, but if you really aren't too sure, but you're you really love the sound of this, um, you can go to college definitely, and you can not go to college. Um, yeah. uh, we have makeup artists, hairdressers. Um, we have uh, construction and electric, and those are all great trade school positions. And some of that stuff can even be self-taught. Like I said, like if you are just one of those people who can completely teach yourself a craft, go for it. Just find somebody and give them your resume. Be like, hey, I'll do anything. And you, here's the thing. like If you're like, I don't really want to like be someone's errand boy or girl or person and like go and run and get coffee or go and just grab people lunch and really just kind of do that, then this probably isn't the job for you. I luckily didn't have to do that too, too long. But you, no matter where you work, you're probably going to start as a PA. Yes. Um, even if you have a graphic design degree or things like that, almost always you start off as a PA and it's going to be getting coffee, getting lunch, Buying crafty, like, just very basic sort of things. And it's rudimentary not gonna
0: seem, kind of work. It is
2: very rudimentary, and it's not going to seem a lot of fun, but that is such a big way on how you learn how things work. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, just talk to people because you will constantly run in. I've run into so many people who have been like, "I'm I work in this department or I work in this position," and somebody always knew somebody. So just that, and that's how I got my job. Yeah, um, I I shot somebody a DM. Um, <laughs> you and slid, you slid into I slid DMs? into some DMs. All yeah. right, all right. Um. So yeah, yeah. At, <laughs> it's totally achievable be prepared to work really long hard hours but also do not be afraid to set some boundaries because it's just movies we're not saving anybody's lives
0: we're just supposed to be making movies it's at the supposed end of to the be day. fun it's yeah it's supposed to be fun
2: um so yeah i think that's my word of wisdom if you want to no it.
0: that's great um we'll have to get you back at another time because I mean it's scratching the surface as we've been talking I just realized like oh my god I, I forget how many because the art department ties into so much
1: we at, are we've got it. our grubby little fingers in every well, little in, orifice yeah the orifice? hierarchy British of it surface. still kind of uh, confuses me you, oh this yeah not, this is helpful for me yeah, yeah it's it's very you have confusing. a
0: finger in a lot of departmental pies We'll yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> strawberry rhubarb.
0: <laughs> 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 that feels like yeah. And we can
2: deck. we can totally go over the hierarchy because it is confusing and yeah. it is complicated. And I would love to teach like a whole lesson. Because I'm, I'm
0: working on a family tree of sorts. That that's how will it is. Show yeah. the whole layout. That's so a giant yeah. umbrella. A yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yes. And there is no. I can
0: draw it, but it doesn't look good. So I that's need the one thing. Of our I don't know if it's going to gonna
2: work for like a a podcast because you it's kind you need something visual
0: yes yes um, oh we, we've we're aware yeah. <laughs> we're working on getting more visual things out mm-hmm. Um. well thank you so much Rachel for You're coming welcome. by thanks
2: for having me yeah
0: and uh, we hope to have you on again soon and I uh, hope to see you soon out in the working world
2: one of these days babe until then come sit have a drink or some food at one of the restaurants somewhere
1: again.
0: Yeah, Rachel's working at seven restaurants right now seven
1: <laughs> fingers in all the pies fingers in all the pies she's like just to it's just what i'm
0: i'm just used to it's what i do yeah Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much rachel
1: thanks
2: y'all thanks rachel
0: Bye. Bye. oh my god i'm so happy rachel was here uh I need to i just need a soapbox moment um i used to be an art department coordinator and when i did it there was no established rate back then and uh, it's one of the reasons i moved on from it and um and now there is at least a, a a rate in place that didn't used to be there but it used to be one of the most painful things is every single show you had to renegotiate your rate renegotiate your rate and because you're in a negotiable position because you're kind of in a middling position in a department you were always prime targets for uh, unit production managers that do the hiring or line producers to try to whittle you down to your minimal that you'll do it for and it was a very Mm -hmm. exhausting thing to have to do every single show and so Eventually uh, you had to come up with like creative ways to sell yourself and everything. And it's, uh, I mean, I'm happy for say Rachel or anyone else cause they don't have to do this as much anymore. But um, it's just something that when um, we kind of, we don't really, we haven't really gotten into it too much yet, but um, if you, if you look at the director right below the director are four people. That's the first assistant director that's the cinematographer or the director of photography, same person, uh, the production designer, and the costume designer. So they're all on the next tier down from the director. In that group, the production designer is the top of the like art department umbrella, as we know. That person typically has the least clout of those four people to fight for the department. and And there's a lot of reasons for that that we can go into another time and maybe get a production designer on, but that's kind of a tough question to ask them. Mm. Why do you not help us? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why do you hate us? We are your people. Um, But yeah, um, uh, it was always a difficult thing because you didn't have anyone uh, go into bat for you. So you're always alone to fight for these things to then go work for the person that's not helping you in that regard. You know and mm-hmm. so it was always a very difficult thing so anyway i bring that up just because of the changes that have happened now and then also to kind of mention real quickly um that um you know in more recent years there's been a lot of talk about um, gender disparity and pay and things like that and this is where again being much more pro-union people scales are how you have equal pay you know mm-hmm. actors for example you hear about like you know maybe I don't know that's random Matt Damon got eight million dollars on this movie and then I don't know Kate Hudson sure why not she's his um she's number two on the call sheet and right behind Matt Damon and then you find out she got five hundred thousand dollars and mm-hmm. like wow that's pretty ridiculous but obviously we don't have those kind of issues because we also don't make millions but it's just one of those things we don't have to think about because it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like or anything like that, that job has that scale in place. And so that's something I think important for us to mention because it's a pro thing about our industry that, and we, we were doing this way before it became a topic. So um, everyone pat yourselves on the back if you work in the film industry. Um, and um, anyway, getting back to Rachel and, um, and art art department coordinating sometimes called art coordinating Um mm-hmm um what are y'all what do y'all think did you
1: frankly that was great for me the art department hierarchy kind of uh confuses me anytime I've asked it's been kind of uh muddled and uh not very clear so that was very <laughs> that was clear and informative and I I kind of needed that because I'm sometimes speaking to people I'm like I'm not I know you're in this world I'm not sure exactly what you do and i can't ask i don't want to be disrespectful either oh yeah you know, for sure. i can't ask hey what do you what do you do that's that's <laughs> you know it's
0: uh, you bring up a very good point that's something in our industry in general never assume never ever assume mm-hmm. because the moment you go that kid looks like he's 18 and he must be new, you'll find out, no, that's the executive producer on the show and he's just a young looking guy, he's actually 34. Yep. And he's done 10 movies or something like that as a producer. Mm -hmm. And then you're going, well, I guess I spoke kind of crappily to him, oops. Um, So uh, yeah, never judge. And uh, yeah, you just never know. Well, uh, let's see, Zoe, you wanna close this out?
1: Yes, do you like what we're doing here? Do you have thoughts, comments, questions? Maybe you have an idea or suggestion for topics you want to hear about. Well, you can find us on the intrawebs. You can email us at filmfolklorepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the social medias Instagram being Film Folklore Podcast. We have a Facebook group called Film Folklore, Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, at the Film Folk. And yeah, thanks for joining us today.
0: Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.